Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wedding Videographer for Beginners. I am your host, Phil Beamout, and with me, as always, is my lovely wife, Brittany. As she whispers over there into the microphone. Today, we are talking about five simple rules for business. Uh, this episode is going to probably be pretty quick, even though I've said that like the last three episodes and they've all went for an hour. But uh, yeah, we just, we're going to go over some housekeeping things real quick and then uh, just dive right into it. And these are just my, my kind of five things that it's really some things that have been glaring in some Facebook groups and that kind of stuff. Some things that I've been thinking about. So, uh, we are very excited. Our wedding season kicks off officially on Saturday. Saturday. So we're, we're a couple of days out from doing our first wedding of the year. Um, uh, so we're, we're really stoked to get back to work. We had a really nice break. That's June 4th for those of you that this, I think this episode will air on the 6th, but, um, but yeah, we, we took a solid like six months. Uh, yeah. November 11th was our last wedding. Yeah. So after our 41 wedding run last year, we took some time off and just kind of hung out and yeah. did, did this stuff. As a matter of fact, we, I pumped out a lot of podcast content and worked on the YouTube channel. And so it's, it is nice to get back into the swing of things. So we are in the middle of charging the, all the batteries and getting all the audio stuff set. And yeah. And I got to go over timelines and make sure all of our one notes are up to date. And yep, yeah, we got a timeline from the photographer today. So everything, yeah. and it's with a friend of ours, somebody that we've, it's Alex. She's actually was a guest on here. So I've, we've done a bunch of weddings with her now. So it's going to be a nice way to start off the season. It's yeah. going to be nice and mellow. With at a venue that we know. We know. And, yeah. Yeah. At a venue that we worked at a bunch and, um, and then Sunday we leave for engage. So Monday after next. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, there will not be a podcast the following week because we're going to be busy and engaged the entire week. And then we'll, we're going to sit down and do a podcast on our experience and let everybody know how that went. Our kind of, uh, our engage wrap up. So yeah. stoked about that. Yeah, and then be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. As long as the dog doesn't die. Oh my God. That seems you to be a very, to go there. that seems to be a very real possibility out of this morning. Oh, so oh my gosh. she was fine yesterday and now not so much. So, but, uh, we, I'm going to do some YouTube videos. Uh, I got some ideas kind of lined up, including what our current gear setup is. And I want to do some more stuff on the A7 IV and the FX3. So in case anybody cared, I just spent the first three minutes going over everything that uh, we have coming up. So five simple rules for business. Just to kind of give them to you in just the way that I wrote them out. And then I want to talk about each one of them kind of individually. Uh, first one was reputation. The second one is setting goals and completing them. Third one is understanding work-life balance. Fourth is continuous process improvement. And then fifth is knowing your numbers. Okay, so let's get started. So under the first one, and mind you, I would say reputation is probably first in this line of work. The other ones are just kind of things that I've been pondering lately. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, first and foremost, when it comes to this line of business, whether you're a photographer, videographer, planner, DJ, your reputation is 
unbelievably important in this business. And if you get a shit reputation, like your business, you won't last more than a year. And, you know, one of the things that I've really seen a lot of lately is reliability. Well, this is in response to COVID backlog, as well as just shit um, scheduling and... Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're booking a wedding and you don't have someone that can shoot it when you book it, there's an issue with your process. Mm-hmm. Like that is not like I have seen and some people have like, you know, what I would say is probably legitimate things like, oh, my God, we had like a death in the family on yeah. Friday. Like we can't shoot this wedding on Saturday. We need somebody to backfill. We've had friends of ours reach out to us and be like, hey, we've had an emergency. We need you to cover for us, et cetera. Cool. Like, I get that kind of stuff. But there's way too many of this lately to sit here and say that every person is going through some kind of catastrophic event. And it, I, I guarantee you it's because they're booking way more than what they can do to begin with. And then they're waiting to the last minute in the hopes of finding someone. And I've said this a million times, hope is a horrible business strategy. So you, you need to have like, that's one thing that like Brittany and I really pride ourselves on. Cause we, we don't double book we don't bite off more than we can chew. Yeah. I mean, and this goes back to the last couple of episodes we have, we have 11 weddings booked this year mm-hmm. and you know, we might do 15 maybe. Uh, but in reality, you know, we, we have 11. And we're shooting all of them. I think there's only one wedding this year that I'm doing with our base package by myself. Mm-hmm. Every other wedding is with our uh, middle package, our middle collection, if you will, uh, with me and Britt. So it's you, you gotta you gotta think about these kind of things because when word starts to spread about that, like you're 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 not gonna be in business for very long. And for those of you that want to do this full time or you want to do like a, you want to have like a nice solid side hustle to where you're bringing in some, some decent income from it. Like you got to think about that when you're, when you're scaling your business. Well, I mean, yeah, that just, you, reliability in this line of work is the, the key to everything. Like if you cannot be trusted to commit to a date a year in advance, like you really need to reevaluate if this is the line of work for you. Like I know that <clears throat> we had spoke, Phil and I had spoken this morning about he was reading a review or I don't even know if it was a review. It was just a client, not of ours, but oh, she yeah. had booked services a with group. a vendor who did video, photo, and DJ services and photo booth or whatever, like a one-stop shop. And said business is no longer in business and she did not receive photos, video. Yeah, no, I think think she made a a comment about how she received someone else's photos. Yes. So (laughs) – if you are in over your eyeballs doing work where you are mixing up your clients and sending them the wrong photos, clearly you're headed for um not suits. <laughs> yeah. It's and this isn't know. something like 
This is just one random Facebook post that Phil read this morning, and I'm sure this happens all of the time. What happened with us? Even within our very own circle. With me? With Phil, when we first started out. We like had most a, people, I was shooting for other people, he was other photographers for, and contracting out to, yeah. to shoot. And I don't even remember how long it was later, but the client reached out months. to us. And mind, and mind you, you, they didn't have any of my contact information. <laughs> right. Like that was all, everything was done through the photographer. I had just like normal, like I didn't promote my business. Fuck, I don't even think I had a website back then. I don't know how we you. found you. And they found us on Instagram. Actually, he called us. Oh, yeah, he called. He That's called. Right. He, found, he tracked down our number. And was asking about his wedding film and photos. And so I don't recommend doing this ever, but we felt super compelled to do. Oh, unbelievably nice couple. A very unbelievably nice. Unbelievably nice couple. Great day. Like I felt connected to the couple and I had no involvement in any of it. Yeah, they just had a baby. They, yeah. So we are, you know, we keep up with them now, but the whole point of this is just that. Well, actually this goes back to backing up your footage and that kind of stuff too, because when they reached out to us, I reached out to the photographer multiple times and didn't hear anything from him. So then I, I literally just created a Google drive link and gave them all of their raw footage because I, I still had all the, the footage from the video. I will admit they did ask me to make them an edit. And I gave them a quote for it, um, and they decided not to do it. So I just, I just gave them the raw footage. I wasn't going to keep. No, their raw, we their, felt their compelled to give them something awful. for their troubles. And at the end of the day, you had been paid to do your line, yeah. your job, and you weren't going to edit the film in the beginning. But they received like nothing. Yeah, I think I think they said they received like like a handful of the. Maybe what like would you call it? The, 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 like the teaser photos? No, no, there was nothing like that. Just the the teaser photos, and oh, that's how they found us. I had made them yeah, a teaser because just, that yeah. was like that was like the first trailer, the first like Instagram sneak peek yeah. I'd ever done. Um, but uh, they received like five or six photos as like their sneak peek and nothing else. Right. And so, to this day, I don't think they received any. I think the only reason why they have something from the wedding is from my from my footage because he he made a comment about you know trying to do uh screen grabs yeah of things no but like to go back to reputation which makes me feel even worse now that i think about it because i was brand new and awful so <laughs> god only knows like how just jacked up that footage actually was like i don't even want to go back and look at it now that would just make me sad but no, the uh but the i whole- mean everybody starts off at zero yeah. don't get me wrong no and i'm sure at, I mean, we're in good standing with them. Like they have no ill. Oh, they've referred us. Yes. They've, they've referred us other. But couples, that's yeah. because, you know, at the end of the day, we weren't in the wrong and someone reached out to us in desperation for anything that they could collect. On, yeah. yeah. And that's so I, in, in the show notes under reliability or under reputation, I have uh, the golden rule written down. And this is actually like a perfect example of the golden rule, like treat others how you would like to be treated. Right. And if somebody reached, you know, if I was in that position, I would really hope that somebody would be nice enough to, because I know they paid. I know they, you know, 
So, but the whole point of like this whole reputation topic is simply that, like, if you do not have a reputation in this industry, you have nothing. And the person that we that Phil shot with on this, um, at this particular yeah. wedding, he was Shall not be named. Pretty um, well renowned in the area, yeah, and really good, too. and very that good. Was the other thing, very talented, very good photographer. Like, like I really liked his work. But after this event happened, we then started looking into mm. things. We broke out the Googles, and oh my god, it was the it, same story. This over was and over not and over again. an isolated event, and it wasn't afterwards either. No. Which is really sad. And I think he kept shooting and not giving people their, like, I don't know. I don't know the story. I know that you had reached out to him and he was having some tough times and that, like, you guys were supposed to talk and he never talked. And obviously we wish nobody any ill will or anything like that. But I also don't want anybody who's paid for a service, especially something like their wedding photos. Yeah. To not get them. Absolutely. Like not. That's that's not cool. So and that also leads me to the next thing. Referrals. Mm-hmm. Your reputation is what's gonna guide your referrals, whether that's from other vendors, that's from couples, that kind of stuff. I cannot count how many times last year Brittany and I would meet a new photographer. An hour later, they would be telling us how awful the videographer was the weekend before. Mm-hmm. And just like I, I like it was astounding to me it how many times I heard that. And I'm not saying that like you need to bow down to the photographer and that kind of stuff, but you know, don't don't be a douche. Like I don't know how else to put that. Like don't don't be like the way that these people are that were explaining that other people had acted or just no. Know. And you've experienced it too with other videographers. At a wedding that wasn't yours, you were doing behind the scene footage for somebody else and the videographers were acting like complete assholes. And at the end of the day, what it boils down to. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was, I had to think about it. I was like, what are you talking? Oh yeah, there you go. Yep. yep, yep. I was doing, I was doing something for a uh, designer. (laughs) Mind you, we're not here to just bash everybody, but reputation and reliability and shit matters. It Unbelievable. It's so important. And, you know, just as another thing, like this past weekend, you know, the wedding of my brothers that I said that I wasn't going to, well, I went. You didn't update the family on that one, huh? And um, the, I was not there to shoot. I was, I was just kind of getting my feet warm and dabbling again into warming up for this, our wedding this weekend. But um, I was unbelievably respectful to the photographer there. I was not getting paid to do anything. I was just going to do whatever I could in the background a little bit while also enjoying the wedding, which is very difficult to do. But I made my presence known to her. I introduced myself to her. I said, push me out of the way, like in a joking manner. I'm obviously not promoting <laughs> You didn't even bring like you literally no, brought, I just the brought camera a camera body That's and a it. lens. Yeah. There was no you didn't bring monitors. You didn't bring. I mean, it reflected in the footage, but the um, <laughs> yes. like no, like no audio equipment, no nothing. And in fact, if you guys just really quick, ten second side note, um, 
I was, I was, I went, she, Brittany asked me to go back through and look at all the footage and that kind of stuff. And the one glaring thing that stood out to me was the gain in the camera body itself was cranked up. So with the FX3, you have an audio, you have the XLR handle. And then we also use uh road video mic. I think they're video mic row micro mics. I can't remember if it's the mic pro or micro. It's the small ones, whatever they are. Anywho, we use those bad boys. So the audio coming in is typically very clean. Well, this is the first time I've ever listened to the audio just from a camera body and the gain was shot through the roof. It was like up at like 26, which created this ungodly white noise. Yeah. White hissing noise in every clip. So there is no workable audio. And I know that we did an episode on audio and that kind of stuff, but there's no workable audio across any one of those clips, whether it's a ceremony, the toasts, somebody just talking in the background. Like it's just this. Yeah, it's really bad. That's that, that was, I, I went in and tried to clean it up an isotope RX eight and I, and I just, I couldn't like, I couldn't even find the noise profile. So, um, something to be careful of if you're, if you're shooting, with just camera body audio, just throwing that out there. Which that's the first isn't something that. that we do, but like I said, this was like a not really planned event that I was heading to. And I was just trying to, my brother didn't have video or anything like that. So I was just trying to maybe grab a couple of. Yeah. I was the only reason why I was disappointed is because I was thinking that we could have just jacked a, just a couple of clips, nothing crazy. And just made something with audio, but that audio is not recoverable. Yeah. Like it's just not. But and that's not, and I'm not sitting here bashing Brittany. Don't anybody get the wrong idea. No. She's angrily rubbing her coffee cup staring at me right now. Um, <laughs> no. No, I had zero expectations from what I was doing. I was just, like I said, trying to, I don't know, be involved, be present. And you also, and you all, all you else. brought with you was a carry-on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no. it's not, she just crammed the camera. And her carry-on. And I was there for less than 24 hours. Yeah. Great trip. I spent more time flying than on the ground. So anyways, all that I'm saying is that being respectful of people, whether you, you know, you never know who you're going to be rubbing elbows with again. Like, I can't tell you the amount of times that we've ran into photographers or that have been second shooting for other photographers that we had no idea we're going to be there. Just like be cool. Like there's no reason for anyone to be rude or disrespectful. Like obviously sometimes these events go, things go unplanned, timelines run out of, you know, you're running out of time, blah, 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 blah. Like at the end of the day, like the footage that I got from my brother is great because he didn't have footage otherwise. And I mean, some footage is better than no footage. Yeah. And audio or not like the photographer, we just chatted and had like a couple cool moments together and you know, that's it. There's just no reason for anyone to ever be rude or disrespectful on the job. And that will show when you have a photographer that you worked with, reach out and say, Hey, I got this couple And I'd really, you know, can I send them your information? And that happens to us all the time too, just because we're pleasant to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be a douche. Yep. And then you also like, especially for me, one, I'm horrible with names just in general terms. Like I'm, I'm so bad with names. 
And I just, I try to just treat everybody with dignity and respect. And a really good example is I was doing some behind the scenes footage for another videographer and we were doing a very nice event and the lead photographer was Corbin Gherkin. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea who that was. I was just very nice to her because that's just, and now it turns out that she's arguably in like the top three most sought after photographers in the world. Yeah. Remember, um, Brooklyn Sophie. Beckham's wedding. Yeah. She just did Brooklyn. She Beckham. just did that <laughs> yeah. on the cover of British Vogue. Like yeah. that's a yeah, big yeah. She, fucking She has deal. a shot on Vogue, which is, that's nuts. And it's just, you know, I, I just treat everybody nice. Yeah. And, and we're I also, also don't put gonna, a tripod in the middle of the aisle. Yeah. But so. we're also going to run into her at engaged. Yeah. So, like I said about you never know who you're going to run into or where you're going to run into. My name drop real quick when I tell them, be like, hey, Corbin, you remember me? She's not. <laughs> She's going to be like, it was this rando Who's talking this to me right now. guy with a yeah, beard? And we will be right back. Are you tired of aimlessly flipping through mediocre at best music for hours? Do you find yourself wasting valuable time on projects just trying to find that perfect song? Bring in music bed. The first time Britt and I looked at their library, I remember saying, we could use any of these. Musicbed has a massive library of elite musicians used by brands like Nike, Samsung, Apple, and ESPN. Having a hard time finding that perfect song? Reach out to a specialist who can help do the searching for you and create a list of songs specifically for your project. Imagine the amount of stress reduction you would have with music selection being a breeze. Imagine how much time you can save during an edit by having a massive library of meticulously selected songs. What would that do for your productivity or quality of life? Musicbed is your solution. Click on our link below to see our hand-selected playlist. Use code WVFB at checkout and get your first month free when you sign up. Musicbed was simply a lifesaver for us. Tired of paying an enormous price for your website? Are you paying more than 12 or 13 bucks a month for multiple websites? Because we're not. We use Cloudways. You can pick your own server, pay as you go, no lock-ins, and get a free SSL certificate. Cloudways uses WordPress applications, which are included in the price. Did I mention that they will migrate your website over for you for free? Plans start as low as 11 bucks a month. We run all three of our websites off of a Vulture server through Cloudways, all for half of what the leading website host costs per year for one. Save yourself time and money with Cloudways. Click on our affiliate link below to start your free trial. You'll never look back. We didn't. I'm going to talk about setting goals and completing them. Now, we uh, we did an episode. It's episode 30 on smart goals. So that's specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. And I would highly encourage anyone who hasn't listened to that to go back and check that one out because I really believe that at the beginning of every year, you should be setting out the goals for your business. Even if you're doing this part-time, even if it's a side hustle, you need to be working towards something every year. And even if it's just simple stuff, like I want to shoot 10 weddings or I want to edit, you know, three corporate films, like there's, you need to set out goals and then you need to make them realistic so that you're actually achieving them. Like you need to, you need to like work to achieve those goals. I actually pulled up our goals that Brittany and I had mapped out 
uh, at the beginning of this year and was very excited because it, it's it's important one that you go back and you you look through them and that kind of stuff. But um, you know, like we've we've knocked out a few of the goals already, and I have them broken up by quarter and that kind of stuff. But it's you know, like I I practice what I preach. Like I can. You know, one of them was finalize our au pair, have a start date of May 15th. You know, that's completed. The au pair is here. She's actually working upstairs right now with the kids. That's why we're down here shooting, debating on if we were going to have a date night tonight or not. Maybe we might go get dinner after this. Um, Yeah. Woohoo. You know, one of the goals was actually our market analysis and lowering our prices if we needed to, because we had just started that when we were writing out our goals and, you know, that's completed because we, we analyzed everything and did that stuff. We talked about, I think that's episode 66. I think this will be episode 68, but, um, you know, so I, I can't stress this enough. Like having goals is unbelievably important. Like you can't just go through the year and just float through the year and be like, yep, I'm running my business. Like that's not, you're not going to grow or do. It's not, it's not measurable. You can't, how do you know where you're going? Yeah. How do you measure success if you don't know if you, but on the flip side of that though, what's Van Wilder say? Uh, If you never set any goals, you'll never be disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is very true. (laughs) I love that movie. But, um, yeah. I mean, so like sit down, have a realistic conversation with yourself, like break out things that you want to do. You know, maybe it's shooting uh, at a venue. Yeah. Like shooting venue. at a specific venue, working with a specific photographer, working with a specific planner, uh, increasing your prices, 500 bucks. I mean, there's, there's a multitude of things that you could do, including, um, well, and under, under one of the other, under the continuous process improvement, we'll talk about training. But yeah, I mean, there's, you should have a mission statement. You should have, um, your goals set out that way that you, uh, what's the expression in the Navy? I'm trying to think of it now. You can't drive a boat without a rudder. So we, you know, you can't be rudderless. You can't, you can't have the helm without a rudder. So you, you need to have something that's guiding you through the water. And that's how we look at goals. Yep. Damn, I went deep into that yeah, FMF book so right there, like boy. What's up? Moto right there. <laughs> <laughs> moto, moto, moto. All right. Um, next. Well, did you, what, what, do you have anything you want to talk about with goals? Well, I mean, they just need to be attainable too. You're not like achievable, attainable, achievable, like you have personal goals as well. Like not everything has to be oh, business related. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Super um, crazy. I mean, it could simply be updating your brochure, making attract, like attracting the clientele you want or. Yeah, but I think shifting. you were onto something. It, it also doesn't need to be a business related thing whatsoever. Even if it's something like, self-improvement pieces or finding a hobby or, or uh, going having a better your, relationship with one of your parents or other parts and knowing your boundaries and knowing yeah, I mean, having a good you know, work-life balance. It, it gives you there, there is something to that like mental reward of finishing something that you set out to do. Like that's, you know, 
So. Did you want to say anything else about knowing your boundaries and when to say no? No, I'm not the issue. I'm not the one in the relationship with issues with boundaries. <laughs> that sounds really weird. <laughs> um, uh, we're not talking about Fifty Shades of Grey here. I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> safe word. What's pineapple? yeah? No, my safe word is blueberry pancakes. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but this is something that's important, and we talk about it all the time with us and knowing when to set boundaries with our business. And, you know, I know we've mentioned it countless times in the podcast, but I do think that it's something that's super important and needs to, like, we need to be reminded of it sometimes. Like you can adjust push notifications so that they're not coming through on your phone or whatever, because I don't know if it's like this for everybody, but it seems like all of our inquiries come in after hours, especially like super late at night. Yeah, lately we've been getting I, very I think it's late because a, a lot of the people that have been reaching out to us are like they work during the day or they're well. I think that they're they're also working like nights. They're nurses, doctors, that kind of stuff. Like I and I think they have time during those like slower hours. Right. You know when they're on uh, on shift or yeah, when they're on night shift. Well, but that for us became a problem early on because it was like we would be enjoying a movie or, you know, whatever it was off time. And then someone's phone goes off and then you look at it and you're like, oh, an inquiry. Let's like jump on this right now. And it's like, no. So just so everyone's on the same page real quick, we're on business rules number three, which is understanding your work-life balance. I don't think we clearly said that. Oh. <laughs> now that I think about it, we're on number three, understanding your work-life balance. And that's why we're talking about boundaries and that kind of stuff. Yeah. We kind of so, rolled into that one. I mean, this is so important, especially for people with families or any just needing mental time. Like we the worst. have I'm become the- a society that is like you're at everyone's beck and call at any time of day. Um, emails come in round the clock, inquiries come in in the middle of the night. Um, you know, we've only recently really started to delve into this where we have set boundaries. Phil doesn't have like certain social medias on his phone because I turned into a real hippie with that stuff. He, with I, yeah, I got I mean, rid of everything off my phone. So if you send me a message on Instagram and you're like, why did it take Phil so long to get to me? It's because I only keep Instagram on my tablet. But it's, I think it's healthy. I, I see it all the time where people are like just overwhelmed. Like when you're trying to watch like an episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi and you look over and the person that you're sitting next to is on Facebook. Are you talking to me? Yes. When was this? Yesterday. Last night? I was also folding two loads of laundry. So cut me some fucking slack here. Excuses. <laughs> uh, work-life balance. You know, I'm watching a, a show and- Making sure my kids and husband have laundry, you know, have life clean, clean undies. <laughs> but no, I just I think that that's something very important, and that looks different for everyone. And it's something that everyone needs to kind of take a real hard look at. Yeah, because it's you know, especially when you when you own your own business, it's very it's like all consuming. That's yes. the other thing is it's like it is very very consuming. So. 
And it's consuming because we allow it to be. Yes. Like I, I turn my phone off now at night, like around like eight, eight thirty. I just shut the thing off. No, but it, even for like us, Phil has a very, um, uh, how would I describe your personality? It's very, um, well, I have, I have what's called obsessive compulsive yes, personality. Obsessive. So when something is on his mind, he has got to research everything about it. All day. All day long. <laughs> and for someone like me, like, I don't want to hear about it all day long. I don't want to, like, after we have that initial conversation, great, we'll touch back on it <laughs> in a little bit. But no, it is, like, incessant. And it burns me out. Like, he knows how to burn me out on certain topics. And so it has taken... Even us setting boundaries with each other about business, like, hey, if we're going out to dinner, like we're not talking about business or if we're, you know, doing whatever, like we don't need to talk about business right now. And I think that that's difficult, especially because it takes up so much of our lives and it's our livelihood and it's how we pay our bills. But it'll also burn you out. Yeah. You need, you, you have to create some kind of line of separation. So yeah. work-life balance, like it's, you know, but I also don't want people to think that it's also a crutch either. Like I don't want people, people to be like, Oh, well, you know, I can't do X because it's my work-life balance. Yeah. No, that's not how this works either. Like it's just, no, it's why <clears> you <throat> have to set boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. But work I don't want people work to work hours and I want people to, Go the opposite direction either. Yeah. Next, a topic that I am actually very passionate about is continuous process improvement. So uh, continuous process improvement is a very like basic principle that you always need to be thinking like, what can I do better? How can I be doing this better? You know, like that kind of stuff. Because what happens is you enter into what is known as the cycle of decline. And if you reach the pinnacle, so to speak, you believe that you no longer need to learn, that you no longer need to do anything to improve your processes. And what happens is, is other people around you will still be learning, will still be improving, et cetera, et cetera. And before you know it, you are no longer at the pinnacle you were in the middle of the pack all of a sudden confused on how you got there because you entered into the cycle of decline. Um, and then you need to start, um, what do we call that nuclear? Reevaluating? No. When you went into, uh, when you were like column four, column three, I just lost the entire audience right now as I was trying to think about that. But, um, I cannot believe I can't remember that because the whole reason why I came out here was because the plant was in Empo column three, which is bad. And then we went to column four, which you can't get any better. So, (laughs) so they replaced all the managers and they brought people in from all over the country to fix it. And now I just can't think of what they, what they call that when you were in cap, was it just performance improvement? Anyways, who cares? Don't get into the cycle of decline. Like don't, don't enter into that. Like you need to be, you know, doing things like this, listening to podcasts, listening to other, uh, other videographers or other photographers, checking out workshops, maybe buying a course. Um, you need to be doing some sort of training, 
each year. And that training doesn't necessarily mean like buying every course under the planet. Like I do think that you're going to, you're going to tap, you're going to cap out at some point when it comes to courses. Like for us personally, I thought, I think craft 5k really shaped the way that we did weddings. I think full-time filmmaker completely shaped the way that I looked at a camera, a camera. Yeah. I mean like that's how I shoot interviews, how I do script writing real estate, like all that stuff came from full-time filmmaker. Um, and then, you know, Dave at forestry with his profitable filmmaker, I thought that was a really good course when it came to like the wedding videography business side of the house. I think he did a really good job with that. Um, Causey color grading. Yeah. Causey's color grading course. Like I, I've, I've done a few, I've done a few courses, uh, taken audio courses, that kind of stuff. But at some point. Drone courses. Yeah, but and that I, yeah that one I wasn't impressed with. I got no, that's why you got your money back for that one. But it was the only time I ever asked for something like that. As a matter of fact, but um, uh, yeah, no. And then I think that the logical progression. I think everyone should get a solid foothold into being familiar with their equipment, understanding their equipment, and knowing how to do like the basics of film composition, exposure, framing, you know, like that storytelling aspect. And then like where we're at personally is I doubt that I'm going to sign up for any more courses just in general term. And that's not to say that I don't, I I know everything, but like, it's just not where we're at is more like, I want to go to things like engage. I want to go to workshops to where I can network and learn at the same time, because like what we had said earlier about Corbin Gherkin, we signed up for one of her presentations on storytelling through film. And, you know, she just did the Beckham's wedding, like the, the, yeah. the cover, the thing that like, there's a, a really cool picture of Posh Spice and David Beckham. And she took it like that was I seen it on some like bridal magazine. And I want to learn from people like her. Like I want to sit down and like learn like where, like how she shaped that light and that kind of, like, I think that would be really cool. Right. So, but also like once you get access to these courses, you have access to them indefinitely. And Oh yeah. I go back. I still go back and flip through like crap. Like we've gone through these courses multiple times and I tell you what, I'm going to probably go through it again tonight or tomorrow and I'm going to pick up on something that I didn't pick up on the first two or three times that I've gone through the course. Like it's important to kind of like sometimes we get into this cycle where we're like, oh, I, I know that I don't need to review or, but you would be surprised at like how often if you just kind of like reviewed. Yeah. Little things that you either forgot you'll or pick up on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I 100% agree. I'm really concerned right now in case anybody cares. I'm watching the levels inside of my uh, recorder as we're talking, and it seems like I am coming in super, super low. Well, like, my battery on the Mac is about to die. <laughs> yeah, no, like I'm watching your levels, and they're almost the same as my levels while I'm talking in your microphone as I'm talking, and we're six, seven feet away from each other. Anyways, 
So continuous process improvement. You always got to be trying to do whatever you can to improve your business and improve your craft. Like, you know, you just got to have that mindset. Like, you, know, you just got to be hungry. I guess that's the best way I could put it. You just got to be. Yeah, you got to keep gotta be hungry. hunger. Yep. Imagine that you're David Goggins running in the snow. So here's a really quick story. I did, I did just see something on his Instagram where he was talking about how two guys hired him to help train them for a marathon. Mm-hmm. So God only knows how much that cost. Yeah. And he's running on the street as it's snowing and he's just wearing a beanie. And he was just like, they're back at the hotel. I'm out running, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, damn dude. Like he was, <laughs> I just love how guy's, he does not like a guy's hard. He is hard. Yeah. He's going to like run himself to death. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to drop. Down well, random. Day. Here's a completely random thing. How many Olympians do you see living past a hundred? When you see the oldest people alive, it's never someone who was like an athlete, an Olympian. You know what I mean? Like it's always, you're talking yeah. to this like little old lady who talks about pasta. How she drinks a Coke every day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> She's like, no, I just drink wine. And you're like, oh my God. Okay. But, um, all right. So lastly, knowing your numbers. Yes. This is unbelievably important. Because you can't be successful if you don't know what your costs are, what your expenses are, and how you're going to, I don't know, come up with your prices. Like, obviously, you have to have prices that are going to reap some profit for you. And if you don't know your numbers, like, you're just kind of, I don't know, what are you doing? Shooting shooting out random numbers in hopes that, you know, you might make a profit. I don't know. You can't, you can't have a plan if you don't understand the basics of what's coming in, what's going out, that kind of stuff. So a really good example, uh, you know, I said earlier that, no, oh, we, we have 11 weddings booked, uh, for us to pay all of our bills and break pretty much perfectly even including, uh, we have a Disney, a Disney world trip planned, uh, including just to pay that off without digging into our savings or anything like that. I need three more weddings. Like I, I know that every year at our current price, we need, I think it's 13.08 weddings, which pays for everything. So if we have a target of 20 or 15 to 20, for example, anything over that 13 just starts turning to profit, just raw profit too. Like that's, So, you know, I wouldn't be able to sit here and explain that if I didn't understand down to like a very granular level what's coming out. I just think that this is such an important topic just in general for people's lives. Like if you cannot balance your own like expenses and what you're making, like whether that's in business or not, like I just, I can't drive this home enough because I know a lot of people have struggled through COVID. I know that a lot of, um, like I have family that have gone into debt, just trying to like pay, pay their bills while getting like let go from their jobs during COVID. And then it's just, 
it's disheartening and it's very sad, but it's also like on a personal level, it's you can't be successful in life if you don't really like know what what life is costing you and what you're able to make and yeah, but I mean, you also need to spend within your means too, yes. which I think I'll be perfectly honest with everybody. I think lately I have not been doing a good job of that. No, we have whatsoever. <laughs> we I need to reel it in. Five, yeah, which was a pain in the ass to get, by the way. Yeah, I, I won it. it in a lottery, but the yeah, uh, you didn't do shit for it. I was the one having a heart attack. That's yeah, because I was I was chaperoning a field trip. <laughs> but um, yeah, and the first thing I noticed as soon as I got it was like, oh, this looks amazing, but now I need a four K TV. Yeah, no. So we'll see. Wants and needs. Yeah, but that and that, but again, you know what I mean? Like we you have to shoot another wedding. <laughs> yeah, I know. I gotta book make that four weddings now instead of three. Um but yeah, I mean if you know, actually something that is funny is I do measure everything in weddings now. Like that's my unit of like monetary measure. measure. It's like, oh, what are you gonna do? Well, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need to do at least another wedding and a half. For that one, like that's <laughs> yeah, that's what our lives have come to. But we also know what we need to do in order to get the things that we want, or you know, balance our wants and needs. And like I said, like it's such an important thing in business, but it's also very important in your personal life. And I only mention that because recently. We had a very heart to heart with one of my family members who's struggling. And it's such a like when it comes down to these like financial burdens, it's such a mental taxation. And it's not the place that you want to be. And you should just it doesn't take long to just go through your statements for the last six months and find out where your money's going. And it also yeah, I mean, puts I'm, I'm, you a, in a- I'm a very firm believer that all of us, we, we are all one bad decision away from being homeless. Yeah. So, you know, you need to make sure that you stay on top of your stuff and that you understand what's going on with your personal life expenditures and your business expenditures. And then how much money that's one thing that, you know, I stressed when we were talking about the market, analysis and that kind of stuff is when we started doing that research, we had enough weddings to pay for the bulk of everything for the year. So we, we started that testing once I knew that we were secure enough to do it. That gave us the, the float. That's what it's called. It well, gave it's us the float empowering to, to know your number. Like it, it's really empowering to know what you can and cannot do. And that allows you to, I don't know, be successful or not, or you have to make changes. Bing, 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 bing. The more, you know, or those, Oh, is that, that's probably too, you probably didn't watch those commercials. Uh, I don't Bing. No, the, the more, you know, commercials. Yeah. There's a little bit of an age gap between me and Brittany, but, uh, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was more probably like, oh, that's catchy, but no. There's a little star shooting across. It says, the more you know underneath it. Yeah, no. Sad. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add to that? No, youngin? not really. I think I kind of labored that one, but yeah, I do no, think it's, it's just, important. So just kind of recap 
your reputation, setting goals and completing them, understanding your work-life balance, continuous process improvement, and knowing your numbers. I think that if you get a good grasp on all of those, you're going to have a very successful business. You're going to be doing just fine. Um, So with that being said, make sure that you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Wedding Videography for Beginners. Don't forget to reach out if you'd like to learn more about mentoring. And uh, we hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. And we will see everyone next, well, week after next, actually. See everybody week after next. Taking a week off. Going to engage. Whoop. Whoop. All right, out. Are you backing up your footage? Is it seamless, running in the background, and easily available? Bring in Backblaze, the world's easiest cloud backup. Our workflow is so simple. We offload our footage onto our external drives. Then that evening, the files automatically start backing up into the cloud. There's nothing else for us to do. Imagine having the peace of mind that your footage is stored off-site in a safe location where you can easily retrieve it from your browser and that it is crazy affordable. That's Backblaze. Click on our affiliate link below and get one month free.